Huddle up. Don't sit down. Everybody, I want you all to jog in place as I speak to you here. It was a good job on the first half. We're up big. In fact, we're so up big, this game is already over. We've already got this one in the bag, you guys. Stop jogging in place. Drop. Give me push-ups. Start giving me push-ups. Seeing how we're up so big, let's start focusing on our next opponent instead. We need to start looking at the scouting report for the Clippers this weekend. We're already way up on this game. It's over. Start thinking about the next opponent. Stop your push-ups. I want you to switch to up-downs. Jump as high as you can, then drop for a push-up, and repeat. You guys know what up-downs are. We do them every halftime. Remember, we don't want to embarrass our opponents. Sportsmanship dictates that we don't make them feel bad by blowing them out. We got to keep this close. We don't want to be disrespectful. All right, stop with the up-downs. Huddle up. Make sure you eat more of the traditional halftime turkey catering, and let's all take a shot of Hennessy, and let's go finish this game! the Wolves cast, the show about the team that leads the entire NBA in three-point field goal efficiency. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. All right, here we are. Time to do the show. It's all good. Episode 28. It's going down. 28, everybody. season two. <laughs> That's right. It's another week of Wolves basketball to talk about. Scott, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm mixing the levels for the first time. Neil's showing me how to mix the levels, everybody. Scott's on the mixer. That's, how, that's probably why you heard some popping already. But, no, uh, no, it's all good. We're we preparing for Neil's eventual death. <laughs> or eventually there's going to be a rift where yeah. he, can't, he can't host the show anymore, and I'm going to be there. There might be, there might be a, a, some, some time in, in, the, in the near future where this, the hosting situation changes, and Scott's got to be ready for that. You never I'm, know. You I'm have to always be prepared. ready for that. I'm ready to supplant you. We now, we now live it's going to be my team now. We now live in uncertain times, and one of us could go at any moment. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, I'm glad the world didn't end. We're yeah. all still here together. Um, and hopefully, you know, obviously this is a... Uh, everything's bad, man. Everyone's, everything's bad. Everything's terrible. But you know what? Hopefully you're listening to this because you want a little respite from the reality this like bizarro world we're living in so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna give you some something to smile about hopefully and uh yeah go from there yeah at the, you know uh, I, uh, yeah we're just gonna keep going let's do this yeah now. i think we're gonna we'll talk a little bit of politics in the show like later on we've got we've got some stuff that's related to it but we're not gonna get too much into it just yeah. know that uh you know, Timberwolves basketball is going to be here for you. These next four years of Timberwolves basketball are going to be the best four years of the franchise's life. So at the very least, you can tune out. That's so true. And just focus in on that, you know? like I never even thought about that. That's, like, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the next four years might be a little rough overall. But in, in the eyes of Wolves fans, nah, things are going to be great. Yeah, it's I'm gonna be great. For I'm, I already fans. circled the date. I'm like, four years from now, we get another try. I'm going to be 33 then. And I'm Ooh. just like, okay. These next four years, it's I'm gonna just work. You know what's gonna happen is that you and I we're we're gonna be popping off with Wolves Cast. It's yep. gonna it's gonna blow up huge. It's gonna be the next big thing. Maybe we're gonna be on you know ESPN. No, ESPN will be done in four years because yep. uh, Cable's dead. Yeah, and so we're gonna be the next big thing, whatever that is. Yeah, and, on the VR headset or whatever. Yeah, and like the next time uh, you know there's a presidential election, Neil and I are gonna be like on MTV doing the Rock the Vote stuff because we're gonna be that hip. Perfect. You guys, today on the show, we're going to go through the headlines. We're all going to talk about uh, the point guard situation for the Wolves. 
Uh, we have a lovely sponsor. We have a new segment called Worried, Not Worried. Yep. And we talk about whether we're worried or not worried. Which also means new segment music, which <laughs> new, is, new honestly, we all know the best part of the new, show is that we do music. Yeah, new segment jam. And then uh, we have uh, uh, Weekly Wolfies, of course. And then we're mm-hmm. also going to play a game. We oh. played a game last week. We're gonna get people back were to upset. The, we gotta, people we missed it. we get back it. to the game. Some, some people like the game. Life so is a game. We got to do that. But let's start with headlines. Scott, recap our... Uh, the week that we just experienced was it a good week? Was it a bad week? How, how did it go? Man, just like everything in this country and in this world right now, it was all bad. Everything was bad. <laughs> bad week. What do you mean? We blew out Orlando. Ian Thank Orlando. God we did, because otherwise I'd have blown out my brains. Like <laughs> we got a win on the road. If we lost that game, like I, it would have been too much. I've been mad, depressed all week, and like if that was going to be too much, like when it started to slip already in the second half, I was like, Oh God, I can't take this too. I can't take one more L this week. They got it down to down to like 11. I needed that win so much on just a personal level. And, uh, they, we crushed them. Yeah. They they played a good game. They didn't let uh, the magic overtake them. And, uh, yeah, they got a big, uh, win on the road. Also cool that it was a win in the second half back to back. First back to back of the season for the Wolves. Heck yeah! And uh, you know those young legs—they're not—they're uh, not really deterred by the the back to back situation. There, they're they're all right. They can handle that. Yeah. So that that was a good win. But well, yeah, let's lo- let's let's save any talk about that for last because okay. we're going to talk about the depressing part. Four, no, three L's in a row. Yep. First at home against Denver. That one stunk. Man, that was a bad second half to watch. Yeah, uh, that was a bad loss. That's a team that I don't know. I feel like we're better than them, but honestly, we're probably pretty equal in the sense that like. We're both like trying to prove we're playoff ready, and we both just have a few missing holes, especially right now because like we don't have a good point guard situation. And I think that's yeah. the number one thing holding Denver back is that they've got like Moody sure. and Jameer, you know, yes. their point guard situation. Yeah, Denver is definitely like uh, they have they have uh, they have more depth. You know what I mean? I think they have they have better players up and down their roster. I think you know, Cat and Wiggins are probably better than anything that. Denver has right now. Um, I think Jokic, uh, is, Jokic I, is a beast. Mostly, they just offer so much meat. They're just so yeah, big, oh, and that's giving the Wolves problems Nurkic, all season. Uh, yeah. Freed's coming off the bench for that team. They yeah. got Gallo and Wilson Chandler and Jameer. Like that team has got some depth. Depth. I think uh, I, I saw on Twitter today. I didn't read the article. The Rainer wrote an article about Denver and how like they've got the depth. They just are one like yeah. superstar trade away. They need a superstar now. Kind They'll of get thing, there. So. Kind of like Boston a little bit. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, their fans are patient because they can smoke weed there legally. And yeah, that, that, chill. that just makes everyone chill, chill out. They're chill. And then after that, yeah, we lost blowout loss uh, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, you hope- the worst performance of the season, I would think, uh, <sighs> just overall. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, OKC's had been great getting out of the gates here. Uh, Westbrook's been amazing to win in OKC is very tough. You kind of see that like the teams that are winning early on are the teams that had a lot of continuity from last season because they already yep. know how to play together. Yeah, like OKC lost Durant, sure, but at least all that all the teammates kind of still have played playoff basketball together, so they yeah. have those bonds already. Same coach, same see the same thing with Charlotte. They're off to a six and one start, yeah. and that's mostly the same team. Cavs, same thing. Yeah. And then you, the teams you see struggling are the teams that are trying to implement a whole new uh, system. Yeah, they got to put like, the pieces together yet. Yeah. To the Warriors, even to a certain extent, but yeah, uh, totally. definitely we have been one of those teams. Um, but I don't think it's entirely like our struggles haven't been entirely because of the new system. Um, I mean, we would have struggled already with that, but I think it's complemented by you know the injuries uh, with yeah. to Ricky specifically. So um, you know, it's not entirely our fault on that one, but 
Um, let's go ahead. The worst loss of the season at Brooklyn against Ooh. the worst team in the NBA. You've heard it here first. Yeah. Worst team in the NBA. Yeah, hands probably, down, right? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, the Lakers look have... better than them this season, and so do the Sixers. And so I think it's yet to be seen if they're the worst team in the NBA, but they're the most blah team in the NBA. Like you don't even want to watch them. They don't have like any good young talent. Um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is okay. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez and Jeremy Lin are probably their two best players. So you just kind of have a lot of blah there and no hope for the future in Brooklyn more than anything That's else. That's a terrible situation. Yeah. Um, this is a Wolves podcast. We're not going to... I described this to Matt. Shout-outs to Matt Polam working at the oh, gym you're right now. Out. You're shouting Sh- him out? Got to shout him out once a week because we watch games together. So there's like three different things I do when I'm watching games. Actually, yeah. like two, really. One is like I'm watching it with Matt, and so I get he gets all the uh, gems of uh, insight that I, I yeah get. drop a knowledge. Otherwise, on. when I watch it without him, I put them all in my. Uh, I have a document open. I type down my thoughts. Oh yeah, it. notes. And uh, after this OKC game, like the next day, I read my notes, and I, like there was crazy notes about who Sabonis looks like. I was like, mm. he's like Richie Rich plus like Chandler Parsons, or maybe he's more yeah. like you know. And so like. Uh, apparently I was just obsessed with that when I was watching that strange looking guy but uh, with Brooklyn I was telling Matt like okay so this is a brand new team moved from New Jersey here's the yeah. history of New Jersey now they had, you know, they went all in yeah. Russian owner I bet he's thrilled about Trump becoming president <laughs> shouts to Mikhail Prokhorov and uh, how he said he was going to get married if they didn't win in five years and how they traded it all away so oh my gosh. Uh, he couldn't believe it it's a soap opera right there um, yeah, so they're Brooklyn. terrible they don't even own their draft pick. And um, the thing about them that's great, though, is that they've got all these like fancy cameras. Oh, yeah. Like every, anytime the Wolves play in Brooklyn, I'm ready to see some phantom cam slow mo the next yeah. day because they've got all the nicest cameras hooked up in there. Well, and they have the theater lighting in the arena. So mm-hmm. it just looks great because the herringbone court. Lit. Yeah, the court looks wonderful. Iron Eagle on the call. If you flip over to him, like, but I love I, it. You know, it's like that arena is awesome and the color scheme <laughs> and the team logos are great, but it's like. Don't yeah. come in wearing these like Brooklyn Dodger uh, oh, specialty like jerseys that have blue. They have the whole thing's black and white. Are good, but I don't like the I don't like the gray and blue. No, they did that last <laughs> year. It's like the Brooklyn Dodgers thing. Yeah, it's like sleeve. You know, stop it. Don't bring colors in here. I'm looking. I'm looking up the stat because Aaron Gleeman got me on this one. Uh, shouts to Aaron Gleeman at Aaron Gleeman. Uh, he tweeted that the Wolves lead the NBA in three point efficiency and rank fifth in offensive efficiency. They've attempted 40% fewer long two-pointers than last season. Yeah, efficiency under Tom Thibodeau is much improved for sure. That's that's obvious. Um, Brooklyn also just shouts to the former Wolves we saw. Brooklyn uh, did not play Anthony Bennett, cut Chase Budinger, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, in Justin Hamilton, Justin Hamilton killing us from three <laughs> in the house. Oh my god, killing us in that game. They really cut Chase. He signed in Spain. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And then Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, Orlando, we saw uh, Damian Rudez on the bench. Oh, Rudez. With the David, shaved head. David Adelman, also on the bench. <laughs> also shaved head. I didn't know Adelman was on a team until they showed him last yeah, night. I yeah, I talked about him a little bit on the broadcast. That was cool. Um, okay, so dope to get the win in Orlando. We but needed it. I mean, the story, yeah, the story of the week uh, is the third quarter woes. Oh, uh, kind of the story of the early season for the Wolves, although the last two games they've kind of They've kind of uh, bounced back in that department, but the third quarter has been quite the problem for the Timberwolves this season. All the other quarters, things go well. They start out the game great. They usually have a huge lead by halftime. No, we're beating teams in the first and sec, uh, first and fourth, and we're we're like 
pretty even, even but a second. little bit better. Yeah. Like just tiny bit better in the second quarters. Yes. And then we are, uh, you know, a college team playing an NBA team in the third quarter. <laughs> like Zach Harper had a great post on Wolf Among Wolves this week where he broke down the third quarter problems and uh, had some great stats, including the net rating quarter by quarter for the Wolves. And they were a minus 37.1 net rating in third that's quarter. That's bad. Again, that's, that's not before good. the Nets and the Orlando game. But yeah, that, that's, that's a huge problem. And you know, a couple a couple reasons that he laid out of possibly why or, or youth and settling uh, in that third quarter, and maybe Tom Thibodeau just yelling at his guys in the halftime and make, you know making them making them do calisthenics. You know, that's what and I, loading that's up their the bellies. Thing. It could be something like that. I what don't think something in the. In I don't the think it's just room. the turkey at halftime right. or the shot of Hennessy, right? Or the calisthenics, but I think it's the combination. It's, of the it's three a huge combination of all those things and their youth. Obviously, I mean, I he's think... just not an inspirational speaker at halftime. You know, he's not Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. He's not going to turn things around into an inspirational halftime speech. I think in some ways it is a good problem because I think a lot of this has to do with the leads they have built out. Right, yep. they get ahead and they get complacent. To me, that's the number one thing. It, it yeah. sort of has to be. Yeah, maybe a little bit of their inexperience, but I think it's that you just play differently. If you know from playing pickup or if you've ever played before, things are different when you're way out versus when it's tight in the end. And I think you're just seeing that with the Wolves, uh, you know, right now. That, that's that's the problem to me. And you know, I'm going to break the fourth wall here. We're oh. joke. We're joking with how we open the show, but <laughs> jokes, ma- but maybe you know jokes. there is something to be said. You go into halftime. And you're down, and you're like, okay, I know the second half what's going to require is big effort, and we're going to make these adjustments. And when you go into halftime with a lead, you have the tendency to be like, we don't have to make adjustments. We just have to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And so they make the adjustments, and then we and are just same. trying to do the same. Yep. And That's a good point. I think also some of this is what in video games we call rubber band AI. Mm. It's like a, if you, you've played old school NBA Jam, right? I, think, yeah. I feel like most people have. Yeah. Where like if you're up by 20 and then all of a sudden like <laughs> none of your shots are going in, even though you're point blank, no one guarding you, all your shots are bouncing out. All of a sudden they're like making all these crazy shots and all of a sudden you know, it's a tie game. Ew. That's what we call rubber band AI where the game cheats to make it even because it's an no had a term. And uh, I think that like there's a little bit of that to the referees and how they call the game in the sense that we rely such a large part of our offense relies on free throw shooting right now we're so good at getting to the line but that requires that the refs call it which is an objective thing you know obviously if refs blew whistles at every foul they saw the game would have a whistle on every possession so um, when we're up by 20 in the third quarter uh, maybe the refs start swallowing their whistles and we're we still expect those calls because we got those calls before and we're getting fouled and so we're like you know where's the call and at the same time while we're looking at the ref they're running down the court and getting an easy transition yeah and so I think that there that's also comes into play is like we don't get the whistles in the third because they're like, oh man, like refs have to look at it at halftime and be like, man, we gave 15 fouls, like the Wolves went to the line 15 times in the first half yeah. and this team only went to line three. We don't want to look biased. We better try to even out our calls in the second half. Yeah, the, the way the refs call the game can can change over the course of the game. It's never really going to be even throughout. It's going to be ups and downs. Things, certain things happen on the court, um, you know, and things that happen from the from the coach that you might hear that alter the refs, you know, perspective on the game. I mean, I think a lot of that is, is a little weird and weird and, and lame and stuff. But, but I think it was just natural. It's, it's just, just a like, subjective part of the game. Yeah, it's human beings making human errors. Sure. And if they're going to play any catch up, if they're going to do any kind of like makeup calls, they're going to do it in the third instead of the fourth. Yeah. In the fourth, the game matters too much. You can't be uh, calling makeup calls yeah. as much. But in the third quarter, it's like, man, we owe the magic a few makeup calls. Let's go ahead and deliver them in the third quarter, you know? Yeah. So well, let's hope that things have changed. Things are turning around.
I think as the team plays more and especially as maybe the games are a little bit tighter and stuff, like I think, you know, I think this will kind of bear itself out as an anomaly. And it's, I, I can't imagine this is a season wide trend. I mean, we talked last week about how it is kind of similar to the 13 14 Wolves, how they couldn't finish games, how they couldn't hold leads in the end. You know, to me, that's a different problem than this. But like, like that's the end of the game. Everything tightens up, like type of thing. Whereas this is in the middle of the game after halftime. It's like I don't again, know. If we, it's like that we just different. said, they finish the game strong. You know, they finish the fourth. We're quarter. getting flashes of it, man. Seventy-four points in the first yeah. half. Doesn't that remind you of that team? Oh man, yeah. We should come up with a name for that team because we're talking about them every time. <laughs> we're coming up with different things. The last Adelman season, the last Love season, the you know the forty and forty-two, whatever it is, yeah. this season, like. We have all these names for it. We should call it the cursed year or the last love. The last love. The last love season. The last love season. Yeah, because like similar to this year, like this year right now, it's like our offensive rating is really good. Our defensive rating is really good, but our record is terrible. Like that's what people said about that season where they're like, stat wise, this this last love season team. Yes. Stat wise, they should be better than their record. Yeah, point said, differential. Yeah, yeah. Based and, on point well, differential, we lost they should have been a much team. We lost a lot of like close games at the end, and in baseball, this is a thing where you look at somebody, the uh, teams like win uh, loss record in one run games to mm. see if they've been lucky because most of those one yeah. run games are kind of luck. Yeah. And so the Texas Rangers this year had the most wins in the American League, and they also had like a negative run differential where they wow. gave up more runs than they scored. <laughs> and so it's just like, how does that happen? Well, they set the MLB record for record in one run games. And so people said like, oh, during a full season, usually the you know the randomness evens out, but sometimes it doesn't. In yeah. that season, in the last love season, the Wolves lost so so many last like one point games basically. You yeah, know? and uh, that was rough. the refs and I remember that season. There was many times where the refs swallowed their whistle at the end of the game, and that was a team that also relied on free throws a lot. And yeah, there's some very memorable uh, referees apologizing the next day games from that season. Yeah, well, let's hope the Wolves third quarter woes don't last for long. Uh, Scott, we got Christmas. NBA merch for sale. Already. Christmas. Uh, the prob- season. Just the season. You might be seeing some commercials already. If you've been to Target, you might have seen the little little setups happening. Oh, you know? they put up all the, the wreaths and yeah, the decorations in the St. Paul Skyway. They hunt up oh. all the... Yeah, the St. Paul Skyway yeah. is already decked so, out. So, it is the season. It's in the air. We're a couple weeks from Thanksgiving, I guess. Uh, all those uh, Xmas albums are coming out. Yeah, so get, get them going. Leslie Odom Jr.'s dropping one this year. Meg's so excited. Oh, all right. Shouts well, to Meg. Well, you can, uh, you can now get uh, Timberwolves Christmas merch at NBA store.com and it's great because the wolves are playing a game on christmas this year but this the the league also has at least one christmas jersey i think for every team yeah i think every team has their own which wasn't the case last year i'm pretty sure you could only get official merch um for the teams that were playing oh really yeah i have wait so you're saying this year like uh yeah we had the fake one you see those all the time yeah i think that's a fake one i don't think you could get that so you're saying this year even the teams that aren't oh yeah well isn't that just how it you can get isn't that just how it effing works you you know like cousins yeah you can get them all so basically we go (laughs) smart we go our entire existence without playing a christmas day game we never get a special (laughs) uniform and then the one Single year we get a Christmas Day game. They're like, you know what? We're gonna open it up to everybody. We're gonna spread the love. Oh my god! That's just, I mean, that's being a Timberwolves fan and right there. So you can get a Towns jersey. You can get a player um, uh, jersey T-shirt from Levine, Dunn, Wiggins, and Towns. And there's also a hat that you can get. Wait, you can't buy a Ricky one? No, no. (laughs) This is so dumb. I saw I saw you tweet about this. Where's the Ricky shirt? This is like I'm upset too because I I play NBA 2K. Yeah. 
the video game. Yeah. You guys might be familiar the with game. it. You know, <laughs> industry game standard. Game. I play that online a lot. And the default in that game is that Chris Dunn's a starting point guard. Uh, and so, like, before every game, I have to switch the point guard to right. Ricky, who has the exact same overall grade as Dunn. But I'm just saying, like, NBA 2K. Come on. I got problems with you. Yeah. Well, I got well, problems. I played, like, maybe 60 games of NBA 2K online at this point. 56 of them were against the Rockets. All right. It's just a joke. I'll go online. I'll play for two hours. I'll play oh, four people other, online. Other teams. Every are the time Rockets. it's the Rockets. Got it. Rockets every time. Well, that's interesting. It'd be the Warriors. It feels like a glitch. Um, it's, it's insane. So you can get, yeah, there's no Ricky jersey. There should be. Maybe it's just like a hedge against him potentially getting traded or something. I don't know what the deal is, but conspiracy. Um, you can get your conspiracy. Wolves and merch. Scott, how do you feel about the Wolves, the, the Christmas jersey the Timberwolves are going to wear? Black and green. Have you seen the picture of the of like the sort of the actual merch item? I have seen it. It's a little different. They got like a gray on the side. They got like a th- I, like a third color. Yeah, like a black and a dark gray. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I like that it's sleeveless. You yep. know, it's been a while since we could buy a that's black cool. sleeveless yeah. Timberwolves jersey. That. So that's big. Um, because I think people love sleeveless jerseys. Yeah. But my I don't like it. Um, I don't think green is a part of our color scheme anymore. I don't want green to come back as part of our color scheme. Yeah. I'm on the record on this podcast. I'm pushing for purple being the last color. I want <laughs> yeah. to be like white, yeah. black, and blue are our colors. Let's go. If there Prince is, is gone now too. If there's another one we lean on, it's purple. Purple. And we lean into like the Northern Lights kind of thing where like yeah. purple and blue and black and white and that way it's like kind of like the coldness. It's like cold wintery colors and stuff. So like I don't like the idea of green coming back because then like we could just muddy up our next redesign whenever that happens of our court and stuff. I don't want green coming back. You what know? Christmas? I'm done with blue and green. I'm ready for blue and purple or blue and white or blue and, you know. Which which Christmas jersey do you like? You know, because... Like, when has green on black worked since the Matrix? Like, we're yeah. done with that. Like, that's that style choice. It just it reminds me of some, like, Matrix-type stuff. Like, green on black. And, like, it just doesn't pop, you know? So, yeah, I'm sure it'll look great on our players. I'm sure it'll look better in person. But, uh, you know, I've... Got my reservations about it. I uh, was uh, more psyched about last year's design, which you got the knockout yeah. version of. They're a little this year. They're a little more like monochrome. Yeah, there's not there's not really a or third what's color. It? Dichrome. It, dichrome. Yeah, yeah, dichrome. There's a couple good ones. The Paul George Pacers one's dope. Yeah, the Bucks. Bucks aren't playing on Christmas. They but get once one. again, like I don't like the Bucks because like what is that like dark gray and white like. <laughs> This the Spurs one's the worst black. On yeah, gray. Spurs. That's a mess. Yeah, there's some good colors in here though. I like I, the I mean, look. I like, I like that they kept the same overall like kind of script font. Yeah, I like the script font on the front. That's great. Yeah, um, get a John Wall and get a Kevin Love. Can get the Kevin Love. Get the Dirk for once. They're offering <laughs> Kevin Love jerseys online. Yeah, you can get them in all the people. Hayward, Gordon uh, Walker, and get whatever you want. They got all. The, they got all the options for you. Yeah, I think um, it's. Personally, right. I think it's a down year, and uh, it doesn't matter though because got a game. Because we're gonna be on Christmas Day every year for the next ten, you <laughs> know. Like it doesn't matter. Like say, like I'm just glad that it's not at home on Christmas Day because yeah. now we can spend time with our family. Like once Timberwolves start pulling home games on Christmas Day, goodbye to family. You know, yeah. our family's gonna be so disappointed. We're both married now. Shouts to Neil. Got married on the offseason. I don't think we addressed this on the podcast. So now we both have two Christmases every year. And Uh. we're going to tell both of those families, sorry, you understand, we're going to our (laughs) Christmas Day game. So uh, I'm happy that's on the road right now. And uh, there's going to be plenty more Christmas Day jerseys in the future if you don't like this year's. Yeah, Scott, what's the last headline that we have today? I don't know. I put my phone in my pocket. You read that for me. Uh, We have which Wolves player voted for Trump? Ooh. Trump's the new president, you guys, as we referred uh, to earlier. What do we think? I mean, Rubio, Bielitsa, Pekovic. What a downer. They're exempt. They well, didn't get a vote for anybody. Yeah. 
Wiggins um, can't vote. Wiggins also can't vote. You're right. Born born in uh, in Canada. Um, but yes, uh, who? Any guesses for players who potentially voted for Trump? I think most NBA players would not have voted for Trump. Uh, Spencer Hawes. Spencer Hawes. Definitely. Apparently, Andrew Bogut definitely did. Bogut. <laughs> Although, actually, I don't Big know. Big white guys. There's a trend. I here. know Bogut's super racist on Twitter and yeah, stuff, yeah. but I don't know if he's actually gets a vote because he's Australian. Yeah, so he probably, probably did, not. He probably didn't vote. So, who do we think from the Wolves voted for I Trump? Mean, if we, anybody, we agree. It's Aldrich. It's Cole. It's uh, Cole definitely <laughs> voted. I mean, he went to school. He's a rich white guy. Rich white guy. Went to the rich high school. <laughs> Those were the people. Went to the rich high school yeah. in town uh, growing up in Bloomington. Yep. Uh, you know, went to Kansas. Not really, uh, you know, the most blue state. Or You're right. And so, like, you know, Cole Aldrich probably voted for Trump. And he's, he's probably very happy. But yeah. the person I wonder about, did Thibodeau? Thibodeau. I don't want to think Thibodeau, but this no, is the problem with Trump. So. No, this is the problem with Trump is that like six out of ten white people voted for Trump. Yeah. And like I thought that like so that means like you see a white person and more likely than not, they voted for Trump. And I hate that because now like I feel guilty by association. Yeah. Like You're I, in that I'm pack. in public I'm in public and I'm like, shit, I yeah. look like a Trump voter. Look yeah. how white I am. Yeah. And so like you know, I don't think Thibodeau did. Um, right. Did you see Zagoda's tweet? He said after the election he <laughs> or maybe on the day of the election, he asked Thibodeau what a leader uh, what qualities you need in leadership? And oh, he yeah. said, experience, humility, and courage. All right. And so that's, that tells yeah. me he probably didn't vote Trump because he said humility. <laughs> and so he probably didn't. But that's the problem with being white now. Now you just got to be like, oh, look at those white people. Yeah. Six out of ten of them voted for Trump. Man, yeah. white women voted for Trump. It's God. a trip. So God. maybe Cole. That, that's all we're saying. What a drop. I needed that. Why I just, that why would you let's do, do that another job? one. I just like we're not using the drop stuff enough and I was depressed. Here's another Duty one. E B. Uh we just you know we're it not It was like manna from heaven. Oh my god. Donald okay. Trump is I'm feeling not manna from heaven. You know, yeah, like I, feel better. I was humor. thinking about like what's what's the you know, my mind was getting real dark the other night at the gym. Oh no. And I was like, so what would it be? Like, would you uh, be okay with David Kahn running the Timberwolves for the next 20 years if it meant Donald Trump wasn't president? Oh, what a question. And I'd say, yes, easy. Like my, I kept thinking like I would do anything. And then it gets to the point where it's like, would you want a career-ending injury for one of our players? <laughs> oh, if it no. meant, you know, like that's where it gets real dark. It's oh, like, no. would you, uh, what would you rather have? Like a non-Donald Trump presidency, presidency and the Timberwolves move out of the state and we never get a basketball team again in Minnesota? Oh, gosh. You know, like that kind of you're thing. You're making me even more bummed out right now, Scott. Uh, Bringing me down. Oh, yeah, you're right. Bring we me need... back up. Yeah. Anything. Anything. You know what? We need to change the mood up in here. Let's change Alex it. Here. Change, change the space. Be happy. Enjoy it. All right. Enjoy I will. Thank you, Ricky. You're, speaking you brought of, me back on track. Speaking of Ricky... Oh, the man, the, the injured man. I miss man. him so much. I miss him so much. He's not even going on the road trips now. He didn't get to see Hamilton in New York City. He wasn't on the road trip. I know Ricky would have loved Hamilton. I feel bad for him. Um, yeah, it's scary. Uh, life without Ricky. Uh, who knew we would experience this so quickly? Uh, hopefully he's back soon, but they've been very mysterious on the nature of the injury. So Be quiet. We don't know. Uh, I don't know if quiet is good or bad, and you just got to keep your fingers crossed. With the way this year's going, I'm guessing he's dead, and yeah. that's why they haven't updated us on him lately. Yeah, his arm um, fell off. You know, it's kind of amazing like how like 
we won without him. You know what I'm saying? Like, how it, did it happen? His importance to the team has really been underscored with like the way we've been letting these games get away from us. You know what stops like a crazy run in the third quarter is a point guard who knows how to change pace. And yeah. Ricky is like, he senses like, oh man, this game's getting too fast and we're getting beat in transition. Let me slow it down. You know, he's a veteran point guard and he knows how to control the pace of the game in a way that none of our players do other than him. And yeah. except maybe Tyus. I mean, Tyus has got basketball IQ in spades, man. That guy, he's got the feel. You know, I've, I've said he's unflappable, it seems like, in an NBA game. He just treats it uh, clinically. You know, it doesn't seem like he gets wrapped up in the emotions or in the moment or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily play like the young player he is. Right. Like the 21-year-old I've always felt that way. We saw him in high school. Uh, we saw high school age Tyus playing. And even in that moment, I saw him and I was like, he's very CP3-ish in the way that yep. he is all about, like, every move he does is, like, he's recognizing where everyone else on the court is, the way he positions his body, the way he makes passes, the way he, like, controls the offense. He will he will drive right against a guy so it opens up a lane to the left for someone else, you know? And he's just got these point guard instincts that are so clear, and uh, it's just... I think that's why he's getting those minutes over Dunn, you know? Yeah, like, he's played the last two games. He's played 30 minutes to Dunn's 18 or 15 minutes. Yeah. And, yeah, Tyus has really, really been given the green light. Dunn's been starting both halves and then basically sits the rest of the game. And, you know, Tyus, he's really he's really shown something. He's really shown that, you know, especially with all the talk of him being possibly traded and everything, you know, I'm sure he hears some of that. I'm sure he kind of understands that there's a lot of point guards on this team and, Man, it's really been cool to see him, you know, play well when given the opportunity. That's awesome. I think I can... said it last week. Tyus is an NBA player. I yeah. can see it. He's an NBA player. And now and I said it last week, maybe the silver lining of Ricky going down is that Thibodeau will build trust in Tyus. And it looks like we're there. You know, it looks like Thibodeau's trusting Tyus, and I knew he would because Tyus uh he's 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 a plus, you know. He has some he has yeah. some downsides obviously. He's still a young point guard, still small. Still small, <laughs> you grown. know, consistency is an issue. Yeah. Uh he really gets picked off in screens a lot. Yeah. He has a hard time fighting through whereas Chris Dunn. Oh my god. There's not, you know, there's no one better at the team at like getting through screens. Work. That guy just like yeah. blasts through screens. Yeah. Chris Dunn can D up. I mean, he's great on the other end, but as far as the offense goes, it's sort of slows down it doesn't seem to move as as fluidly as it does when Tyus is in the game with Tyus I can really tell his his Ricky Rubio influence Dunn um, reminds me of pocket pass on the pick and roll and oh, then yeah. um also you know getting getting the ball moving after a rebound he he gets that ball off, off the rebound or he gets that first pass and just looks up and throws that 80 foot bomb over the top that <sighs> that Ricky to does so I think those are two areas where Tyus has improved due to playing and practicing with Ricky Rubio yeah, Tyus is the second best like pure point guard on the team, yes. just in terms of point guards. Like Chris Dunn reminds me of Zach Levine his first two years when he was trying yeah. to play point, where you could just tell Zach couldn't control the speed of the game. Yeah, he was always more of a combo. rushing. More he's of a trying combo. to like when he see instead of running the whole offense and controlling all five guys, he was just focused on the here's the two man game, here's the pick and roll, and you know, and that's what we're seeing with Dunn, and that's what we expected from the rookie. Um, we didn't expect to need him to play such big minutes, and I'm glad that Tyus has been able to fill in. Yeah. What's interesting to me, too, is the other ways we're controlling the ball. Wiggins we saw carrying the ball. I mean, obviously, Zach yeah. gets a few possessions. Yeah. Uh, Wiggins has been uh, carrying the ball. Usually, I it amounts it. to him shooting a three-pointer, which Point is suddenly amazing at. Yeah. Uh, his handle's a lot better. It's still, oh. not, it's still not good enough for him to be the ball handler. Primary, I don't think. Yeah. Like, uh, he still like loses it sometimes, but, yeah, he's, but he's still good like, pick and roll. Like, he's if confident. he gets a pick, he can he can you know take the ball to the hoop, and yeah, it's it's been it's been cool to see. It's been I love seeing that, and also like 
Gorgie and Cat are such good f- facilitators that you've seen a lot of offense run through them at the elbows. Yeah. Sometimes they're playing with each other, uh, have the two-man game. We've seen everyone's talking about how good the two-man game is between Gorgie and Zach, yep. which is awesome. But I haven't even seen like the Wiggins-Towns two-man game evolving. So we're seeing a lot of that kind of chemistry building without Ricky because we're trying to run the offense through some other players yeah. instead of, you know having all of it originate from Ricky. So it's been interesting. Um, It's been hard. They're not going to win many games without Ricky Rubio. They need him back as soon as possible. But it's been interesting to see the ways that the offense continues to to run and that the team even continues to be in basketball games uh, with Ricky out because, as we saw last year, that wasn't the case. Right, yeah. (laughs) Ricky out meant you're going to lose every time. We're still losing more times than yep. not because Ricky's out. Like we lost to Brooklyn because we didn't have Ricky. Okay, so like, yeah. <laughs> like Ricky should be the MVP of this team. Maybe, maybe like you know, yeah, he he, he's clearly like you he's know, the straw that stirs the drink. That's my favorite way to explain Ricky because he's not the best player, yep. but he's the straw that stirs the drink. Everything is better when Ricky's on the court. Uh, Scott, anything about point guards or anything else for this uh, headline section? Uh, you know, uh, good to see Tyus play. He's got wicked eyebrows. Love it. Huge uh, fan of those eyebrows. Scott, we have a sponsor today. Are you are you ready to to make some money? Yes, we have a, a good cause. Um, I was contacted by this nonprofit, and I'm happy to pass along the message to everybody. Oh, um, you see. We know some people have the change in plans now. Things didn't go their way this week. And maybe now the future doesn't seem like they're going to stick them in a so so long. A lot of people might leave the country for some reason or not. Maybe you're a world traveler and you're deciding not to be here for the next few months. But you already have your Timberwolves tickets. What are you going to do with those tickets? Well, we're here for you. We've got a good cause where you can donate those tickets to the people who are stuck in Minnesota. It's called Stuck in Minnesota. The people are actually, it's a branch of the large organization Stuck in America. People who can't afford to leave the country for various reasons, who are just going to have to soldier on and live here now for the next uh, four years. So if you want to make sure that these people who are just going to be experiencing a nightmarish hellscape for 24 hours of their day, uh, seven days a week, really pretty much for their entire existence over the next four years, you can brighten it for a couple hours at a time by donating your unused Timberwolves tickets. You know you're not going to use those Timberwolves tickets when you're living in Canada, Spain, you know, Great Britain, really anywhere besides America. So make sure those tickets don't go to waste. Donate them to a good call. Give us a call at Stuck in America, the branch here in Minneapolis called Stuck in Minnesota. Give us a call, give us those tickets, and we'll make sure they go to good use. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks to Stuck in America, Stuck in Minnesota for sponsoring Wolves Cast. That's awesome. We appreciate it. We appreciate know? their help uh, on our show. <laughs> we're, the, we're worth you. We're, we're equally stuck, we feel like. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? NBA basketball, though, we have that at least. That's right. Can't right. take it away. Time for our new segment. It's called Worried, Not Worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm freaking out here. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, why, why would I be worried? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. You're not worried, are you? All right, it's Worried, Not Worried, the segment where we check in with each other to see um, if we're overreacting or <laughs> if we are worried, scared, uh, nervous about any aspect of the Timberwolves season so far. I'm going to get us started out, Scott. Scott, are you worried or not worried? that Ricky Rubio's injury might keep him out longer than, let's say, a month. I was going to say terrified. 
Right. That's the word that came to my mind first. But then well, I was like, no, terrified's not right. That's terrified not an option in this game. Terrified is how I felt about the election results. Yeah, that, terrified is how I feel about our future. It's a we- it's a weird week to bring up a segment called Worried, Not Worried. Because really, I'm not worried there's about... There's bigger fish to fry There's here. something I'm so worried about right now. <laughs> like my not, I've had a knot in my stomach for like 48 hours right now. It's, and it's, it's it, the Timberwolves edition of Worried, Not so, Worried. In the grand scheme of things, I'm not worried about yeah, shit related to the matters. NBA. Okay, but I am worried about ricky okay um obviously we've we've already emphasized his importance to the team yeah and so we don't have to go over that again he's obviously the straw that stirs the drink but um i am worried too also like if people even if like we don't have ricky and we can scrap together i mean we're not gonna make the playoffs without ricky we might get a lottery pick without ricky um but if he missed major time you know we might play at the pace of that but my biggest fear would be like at the very least, it hurt. You know, we could trade Ricky if we really want to go in the direction without Ricky in the future. But if he's hurt, like that's going to hurt his trade value. So yeah, much. I'm worried too. I think it might be for a good thing. I mean, I think it might be best if he does sit out a month. Like, there's a good chance he might not play a game in November, and I, I, I'm worried about that because it would be obviously bad for the win loss record for the Wolves. Um, I guess they could float by, and but I don't know. I'm just worried because I think it might be the sensible thing to do, and we haven't heard. Much. I think that's where it comes from. If they're being conservative, then I'm not worried at all. But they yeah. haven't told us whether or not they're being conservative with him. We don't know if he's trying to rush back or if he's like yeah. if he's been ready for a week and they were just like chill. We'll do it when we're back from the home the away trip. Like, well, what if, if he was ready last week and they're like, you know what, take it easy this week. We'll go on the road trip. You'll play both games of this back to back this weekend. That would make me feel different. But we don't know, and so you know, f- like not knowing causes the fear. Yeah, you know, like, totally. Just the the mystery around it. Ugh. Um, so, I don't know. I'm worried. Uh, how do you feel about Shabazz Muhammad being low-key terrible all mm. season so far? He has yeah. not been good. Yeah, at this point... We I, need more from him. He, this had point, a, he had a decent game last night in Orlando. This point, I am going to say uh, I am worried about Shabazz Muhammad because really, in a bench role on this team... We, everyone talks about him improving his defense this season, and that'd be nice. But really, we just need him to put up some points. You know, it seems like he can do that, and he and he's been very inconsistent at that. He's had some good games where he scored 10, 12 points, I think. Um, he's hit some corner threes. I like that. But I'm worried about his consistency as just a straight bench scorer, man. Like, hey, can you at least do this much? And so far, he hasn't. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say worried for this one. What about you? I'm going to say not worried. Okay. We didn't sign him to an extension. Worst case scenario. Yeah, good point. Worst case scenario. This yeah. is just driving down his restricted free agency but price. We want I love him to be match. good. Yeah, we want him to be good. It's yeah. better for him to be good. Yeah. But like, if he's too good, then he won't be on the team next year. And uh, I think that you know, it's such a small sample size. He'll get hot. Shooters, shooters got to keep shooting. Yeah. Uh, last night was encouraging. I think yeah, he'll get he it figured out. Time. And you know, by the end of the year, we're just, I think this is one of those things where we're reacting to a short sample size. And worst case scenario, you know, like we're not committed to him like we are to Gorgie or anything. Yeah, so true that. I'm not worried. All right, next one, Scott. Are you worried or not worried that Andrew Wiggins has been missing dunks? I'm worried. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm worried. There has been at least dunks. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna exaggerate. I was gonna give hyperbole. I was gonna be like, there's at least a dozen. I yeah. can I, like legit. If you wanted me to list my code, I can name nine missed dunks in Andrew Wiggins' career that would have been posters. Like you know, dunk of the year. Come up with the term Mozgov. Like we know what being Mozgov means. Yeah, because of Blake Griffin. Of Blake. So this is be like you know. 
the assassination of Brandon Wright kind of stuff. You know, like this would have been. There's been so many near legendary dunks that uh, Wiggins has had, yeah. and just like he had almost two in Orlando too. So I'm going to be worried because Wiggins is not going to stop trying. He's going to keep going bigger and bigger, and the end result is somebody's going to get hurt if not Wiggins and the guy he's dunking on. Um, I just think that like they're pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Wiggins has two problems with these dunks that I have noted down. A, you just know that he tries to cram on people. Oh, he so tries hard. to like slam it so hard, and he, it seems like the degree of difficulty is just insane. Um, and he seems to lose it on the way up sometimes too. Like he kind of loses it as he's doing that. Like it's on his fingertips by the time he's ready to go down with it. So I think he has those two problems to work with. He's got plenty of elevation. Dude oh, yeah. can jump out of the gym. He's almost as good of a jumper as Zach Levine, and that's really saying something. They might be as good as each other. I agree. But he, so he can get up there. He just needs to find a new way to to finish. Maybe maybe go up like you're going to jam and then come around and lay it in or something. like. He needs almost like a counter because it seems like he goes up to dunk and he tries to throw it down no matter what is happening with the defense, yeah. which I guess that's a good mindset to have. But he's got to have another way. He also finishes so much better with two hands, obviously. I mean, it's a harder dunk, but uh, I think he needs to go to the two-hand thing. I'm not worried about it. I think he will figure it I out. I just think we're on, like, the verge. Like, with the next three, he's still like, missing dunks. Any game, like, it could happen. And he then missed a wide-open one. There's going to be a victim. That, that's true, you know. That's but, rough. Uh, I can't, I can't hate on that because I am <laughs> zero for zero on dunks in my life, you know? Like, <laughs> me too. I always lose it going up, me you too, know? Me too, Because I can't get up So there. close, though. Oh, jeez. You're, you're close. Um, excited for you to play hoops again this weekend. Oh, we back. missed you. I'm we stoked. missed you when you were on tour. So stoked. Sunday hoops. We had to play f- uh, four on four last <laughs> four. week. Three on three. Uh, it, was, it was all right. Yeah. Gym I don't, time, have, to, gym I don't time. have to run as much. Yeah. It was great. Um, all right, Neil. Last thing that uh, I can't tell if we're worried about or not. Uh, are you worried about Jim Peterson potentially getting an NBA coaching job and leaving Fox Sports North? I'm definitely worried. That would be rough. I I really hope that doesn't happen. I do hope it happens for his career, I suppose. He's been with the Wolves uh, announcing games for a very long time, maybe approaching 10 years or something like that. It's been a long time. It's been great to have him. But I just think he's so sharp. I think he's had great success in the WNBA. He did just sign an extension with the Lynx, but that probably has like opt-outs and stuff right like it's probably not in stone that he's going to be here for the next three or four years with the Lynx. i mean that's the only thing i think that would keep him away from doing the nba as a coach um you know i think it was a WNBA team that wanted him as a head coach last summer and the Lynx matched and kept him on board which was great but i think he will either get a WNBA head coach job or an nba assistant coach job sooner than later i'm, I'm worried about it um, I'm also very worried because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think like he's got a good thing going here. The links are yes. awesome. He's very good at his job. I think he's seems like he's pretty happy with where he's at in life. And he, yeah. this is a lane that you could stay in because he's been calling it basketball for a terrible team for so long. <laughs> you're going to bail out right before they go like Come all on. the way. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're going to bail yeah. out once they start like being good again. No way. Like he doesn't want to miss out on that. Yeah. And I just think that like. I hope that's the case, but I'm worried because I'm a baseball fan, and Dick Bramer and Burt Blylevin are around forever. a plight <laughs> on baseball. They make me dislike the sport. Like I love that sport, and they make me hate it a little bit more. I can't tell you like how terrible they are, and just like how, what a disaster, and like what a dread it is to watch Twins game. Um, 
it's just terrible. I have to mute it and listen to something else, or and then I can't hear the sounds of the game. It makes me really not want to tune in at There's all. There's a big drop off between the Wolves and the Twins announcing teams. That's what I'm saying. And like, especially with the Wolves, like we can't afford many more tickets, as many tickets as we used yeah. to. And so like, I'm watching the more TV games at home. More, yeah. And I fuck it. I, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm like, yeah. you know, like that's it's fine. I get more Jim Pete experiences. Yeah. I, all my notes. I was telling you how I take notes sometimes when I'm watching alone. I've got so many Jim Pete notes where I was yeah, like, I Jim agree. Pete made his great. Both him comp- and Ben's, yeah. He had a stat the other night about like Russell Westbrook when he turns off one shoulder in the post up <laughs> what his shooting percentage was. And he yeah. dropped that. I was just like, Jim Pete. They're man. both so good at advanced stats and analytics and stuff like that. They're way ahead of the game on that kind of stuff and shouting out bloggers and stuff. So yeah. Let's let's hope they don't go anywhere anytime just soon. Just appreciate it. No one stays anywhere forever. Even Vince Scully's retired now. <laughs> you just gotta yeah. embrace the years that you have and just let's just like, I don't take it for granted. It's something that I savor. All right, that's it for Worried, Not Worried. Scott, let's give us some awards. Now presenting your weekly Wolfie. Time to give us some awards. These awards are really m- more of things we want you to know about. Or They're like a formal <laughs> shout-out. Yeah. It's like a shout-out to something we want to shout-out to, good or bad. Good yeah. or evil. Yeah, good or evil, whatever and, it is. Uh, you know, but we, we dress it up at like a, a, an award because we really like the Dundies from The Office. That's just like that. Yeah, Scott, I'm going to start us out today. My weekly Wolfie of the Week goes to Carl Towns Sr. That's right. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns' father, the senior of, of them. Um, I just like him a lot. I think I see him at Wolves games. I see him around the court. He's always with his son. He was on uh, camera on the broadcast with Marnie Gellner at the Nets game. Um, they have family from New Jersey. So, but I think he travels to all the games. I love how he dresses. He get, he has like the full on like dad like got all the gear on and stuff like that. He had a jersey with it was he had an a wolves jersey it was an with a zip up like fleece and a wolves hat. He had it all. <laughs> all right. So you tweeted this, and this is yeah. great because you tweeted this. I have that screenshot on my phone. I stopped the game <laughs> and took the photo when I was oh, watching nice, it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to tweet this later. Yeah. And you tweeted the exact you. same image, like you. literally. So we're the same wavelength yeah. on that. He's got like this like blue pullover fleece, and I haven't seen him sell for years. So I think that's like an older school thing. Yep. He's on eBay getting old school stuff like you are. You mm. probably bid up. Carl Anthony's ta- yeah, uh, town's father, each you know? other. <laughs> and uh, underneath that, so he's got the new Christmas Day hat on, yep, uh, which we've talked about. And then also he's he's wearing underneath. It's very clear he's wearing the KG era like tree trim. You know, like the, the silhouettes of trees are on the trim of yeah. the jerseys. He's wearing yeah. a KG era jersey, late nineties. And you got to assume he personalized that with his yeah. son's name, right? He's well, not wearing his name. A- his name, yeah, I like that even better. Yeah, what if it says senior, town senior on the back. What if it says Spreewell? Spree. It's just Spree's jersey. It's like yeah. authentic, I think authenticized you, I, jersey. I, we gotta get to the bottom of this. We gotta figure out what jersey that is. I just yeah. think I think that's awesome because uh, bringing it back to the virtual world of video games. Whenever I play as the Timberwolves online, I wear that jersey, the black yeah. one from the KG era. That's the one we always play in. I just love Carl Towns Senior. You know, he was his son's coach in high school, I think, and like helped him grow his game. And now he's with him still, and talks about how KG's the best thing that ever happened to him like I, I like his vibe i like they still with his son rolling with them it's a good time scott who's worth it who's uh, who are you giving your weekly wolfie to this week i'm giving a shout out to the best basketball blogger or tweeter out there zach Ooh. harper at oh. talk hoops oh the man the myth the legend 
not coming to pick up hoops anymore since he no. moved away, but no. I miss playing against him. Yeah. Uh, I think he lives in Salt Lake now. He lives in Miami or Salt Lake. I'm not really sure. Yeah, that's how much we're keeping up. Yeah. Uh, I just want to <laughs> give him a shout out. You should all be following him. You probably already do if you're listening yeah. to us. Yeah, talk hoops. Because we're a deeper level of nerdery. Uh, Reds for a wolf among but wolves. If you are a basketball fan and you're not following him, follow him. Yeah. And I'm giving him a shout out for being the best free agent on the market right now. Hire him. That guy's looking for a job. Hire and, that man. I mean, literally, like... That's that's an that's a sound investment. Like hire that guy. He was, he's one of the best writers around. So, Absolutely. Uh, he's getting our Wolfley Award for best free agent. Nice. All right, we ready to move on. We got one more thing to do. Uh, before we do the game, though, I yeah. just want to bring up something. Yeah, it's please. Gonna, I'm gonna sandwich it in here. It's in your the show. margins. This is like when you add the like little carrot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. your essay and put something in. Yeah. What you I didn't got? bring it up. I, uh, maybe if we did a predicted or something. I would have said this, but Zach Levine. Dunk and three-point contest this year. All right. Well, we probably will do predict it. Maybe that can be your thing. That's going to be my thing. Uh, I, I, no, I, got, I have so many predictions. Actually, I've been waiting for predict yeah, for a long time. Yeah, save them up. We'll do predict it next week, maybe. All right. Well, uh, now it's time for something that, uh, you know, we all need. We need some joy, some play in our lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's time to keep it light and fun. Neil didn't know this was happening tonight. I surprised him. I love games. Wrote some, uh, wrote some questions I for him at home. It. What game do we have today, Scott? All right, so uh, game we're bringing back a game from last year. It's our Limerick Challenge. That's my favorite game. Write some Limericks. Uh, shouts to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. They do okay. also Limerick Challenges. How many you got for me today? Three? I've got, I've got four. Four. I've Great. got four for you. I just got to find what. Uh, what? Yeah, we got I Limericks. Save I saved this somewhere. Um, if you haven't heard this before, uh, basically Scott reads a limerick to me, and except for the very last word or the last two words. I have to fill it in. They're all Timberwolves related. And yeah, I got the, it. the Limerick Challenge, fan favorite here on Wolves Cast. All right, so, the theme uh, of our Limerick Challenge yeah. this week. I've made a huge mistake. I've made it. <laughs> shout out to Joe Bluth. Uh, shout out to Joe Bluth. <laughs> shout out to America. We've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Here are four Limericks that you will complete about the worst mistakes in Timberwolves history. All right, I'm ready. Number one. And these are in order of mistakes. So, like, the last one will be the worst mistake we've okay, ever made. So, we're so starting they get low more key severe. Mistake. The mistakes get more severe. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. He scored buckets by the gallon. When he's inducted, he'll be on Jimmy Fallon. Why didn't they worry about Steph Marbury? We shouldn't have traded. Ray Allen. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. We should have had the Jeopardy sound. Ding, ding, ding. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing. Got that one. Ray Allen, yeah. Man. I traded Ray Allen, 95 draft, I want to say. Or no, 90. Yeah, 6, 95. Yeah, 96. KG was 95, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that, man. Uh, well, at least KG and Ray Allen found each <laughs> other. Get the Marbury. Get the Marbury right. Yeah, I, I had him in a Limerick Challenge last year. It's fun to rhyme his name. Nice. Uh, Allen's hard, though, man. Gallon yeah. and Fallon, it was tough. He All nailed right. it. Here we go. Number three. Uh, number two. Number two. Getting a little worse. Again, a little, a little worse. <laughs> I wish I could say it's a myth, but where would our team be with three more draft picks? Those David Stern dicks killed us for signing. Read it again. I'm gonna this need is it a again. bad. I should have. I should have massaged this one. This nope. sounds good. I'm hit gonna, me, I'm hit gonna me do again. This. I wish I could say it's a myth, but where would our team be with three more draft picks? David Stern is a dick. Killed us for signing Joe Smith. That's right. Okay, ding, ding, ding. there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, originally, Joe they Smith. took away five draft picks from us. Really? From 2001 to 2005, we get lost five first round draft picks. And then on arbitration later, they're like, okay, it's just three. Uh, so, you know, if you want to know why, uh, you know, KG never had the support, it's because we didn't have first round draft picks at all during that era. Thanks. So. Shout out to Glenn Taylor and you Kevin know, they're McHale. They're never going to put that kind of penalty on the Lakers. 
They hated us. They got so angry. They got so angry at us for signing KG to that big contract. They had yeah. a lockout. And then they made a new rules about salary caps that made it really hard for us to sign new guys. They hated us. They hated they us for giving KG that money. changed the rules after that, yeah. Under the table. All right. I, I'm getting worked up. Here's number three. This one's better. After the end of a playoff spree, Rass decisions from the powers that be. A drought of 13 years, though the end of it nears. We should have never traded. KG. That's right. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You got spree in there. I was thinking spree. Did yeah. you write spree with spree? spree? No. Nah. Latrell spree? Yeah, we should have never traded spree. No. Nah. Never should have traded KG. KG, yeah. yeah that, was, that was it. We haven't made the playoffs playoff since. Yeah. Yeah, it's a curse. It's a curse. There it is. All right. The All Limerick right. Challenge. One more, one, one more, one more, one more. Here we go. Our list of mistakes is quite long, but one sin made many more spawn. Kevin left in a hurry. We didn't draft Steph Curry. Why, oh, why did we hire David Kahn? Ding, 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 ding. Kahn. The worst one. The worst one. Because I listed our top five mistakes. Like I was working on heaven. this at home. Okay, Kahn. It was like manna from heaven. That's the man right there talking about Darko. It was like manna from heaven. Oh. Yeah, I, I made a list of our biggest mistakes, and all five of them were David Kahn related. So yeah. then I just was like, I'm going to roll those all into one. Yeah, Wes Johnson instead of Boogie. Uh, you know, Derek Williams <laughs> instead of Kawhi Leonard or Clay Thompson. You know, there's yeah. uh, Jimmy Butler was also passed up in that draft. So. Sheesh. Um, David Kahn, Darko, Darko era. Would you rather have President Trump or David Kahn as your GM for the next? That's a million dollar question years. right there. Uh, cool. That's our show for you this week, everybody. We had uh, lots of fun talking about the Wolves week two. Things are okay. Trying to freak out too much out there. It's gonna be okay, Wolves fans. You know what I mean? No. Sensing a lot of animosity. Sensing a lot of here's the thing. A lot of shaking knees out there. Don't worry about it. The Wolves are gonna be okay. Yeah. The rest of the world, I'm not so sure about. That's right. That's I'm, right. I'm confident in the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves. There's nothing to worry about there. But uh, everything else is hell, and uh, things have gone bad, and. If push comes to shove, everybody, and this all goes bad, uh, you know we got your side. We're yeah. all on the same we'll, side of this anarchy. That we'll happens. still be here. We'll still be here. A lawless environment. It's all good. Um, I had a pearl of wisdom I want to say about Carl Anthony Towns. Please. I realized the other night, please, my stupor of watching Timberwolves games, <laughs> is that Carl Anthony Towns can do anything, but he can't do everything. Mm, I like you know? that. He can yeah. do anything on the cart, but he can't do it all. So skilled, but needs some help out there. No, no one man is an island unless he's Anthony Davis. Guys, thanks for listening to our show. Make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. We are on Twitter at WolvesCast on Instagram at WolvesCastPod. Follow us both those places to get everything you need Like us on, on Facebook. Our show. Uh, That's right. Subscribe. Yeah, uh, please subscribe to our show so that it shows up in your podcatcher of choice. Um, you can sign up on our website or on Twitter page. You can check that out. That way you'll get the episode as soon as it's released. You don't have to wait around for us to tell you it's released. It'll just be in your phone Perfect. as soon as it's there. Um, Trey Ker- Shouts to Trey Kirby for tweeting in an image of the Wolves cast Tim yeah. pin this week. We sent some to the starters, and That's they're right. rocking them now. So if you want to look as hip, as style icon, at four pins, style icon, <laughs> Trey, Taco Trey Kirby. Taco. Uh, you know, go to wolvescast.com. You'll be yeah. able to buy the Tom Thibodeau mullet pin. Uh, you know, limited number available. We're running out of them, so get them before they're gone because we're not sure if we'll remake them. Use the promo code ICE. I-C-E. Ice, 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 ice. Use uh, the promo code ICE for free shipping. Make sure you do that. Uh, it doesn't hurt us. Um, we want you to do it. So we encourage you to do that. If you come to Trivia at Darby's every Tuesday night and put a basketball, draw a little basketball up by your team name, I'll give you extra free points. points. Free every, points. Every week at Darby's, I'm Let's meeting go. fans of the podcast. So come by Darby's. Get some free points. Get, and, meet and, some Timberwolves fans. Get some Wolves cards as well. Uh, I also got basketball cards. 
schedule. So all that good stuff's going on. You guys, thanks so much for listening to our show this week. Appreciate it. See you next week. The nine-year-old, Chris Dunn, as you're in Virginia, if I told you that 13 years later, you would be the number five overall pick, what would you have told me? Get out of here. You know, uh, I definitely wouldn't have believed you. I think you would have been a random crazy guy, you know, just coming here and just talking to little kids. No, just, but no, nah, I wouldn't have believed you at all.